Uh, what a great night it was last night at Cipriani's. What were we celebrating, oh, Anthony? We were celebrating the 100th anniversary of WABC Radios. And it was John Katsimatidis' birthday. Happy birthday to you, John Katsimatidis and 77 WABC Radio Studios. So, it was a great night, and your father was receiving the award, Lifetime Achievement Award, for broadcasting at WABC for 28 years. What does ABC stand for? Always Broadcasting Curtis. That's right. And the person who was going to present the award was the Mama Luke, Frank Morano. Yes. But in that case, he was speaking for eight minutes just talking about his favorite show, The Other Side of Midnight. And we were like, come on, Frank. It's not about you, man. You got to get, you got to get the Curtis, the award, the golden placard. I know. It's like I had the microphone right here. I was ready to accept my award. Frank, the Mama Luke Morano's only job was to introduce me as the award winner. And he went on and on talking about himself. Talking about himself. People were sleeping. Wake up, wake up. Yeah, you know, it's like, uh, come on. It's supposed to be a minute or two for the introduction, and then he does the whole thing. You know, uh, Anthony Chester Sleever, this reminds me of when Shabu El Jefe Chris Christie was introducing the Republican candidate for president running against President Barack Obama, Mitt Romney. Ah, yes. It was there in Tampa with the threat of a hurricane upon Tampa, St. Petersburg, and he gave the nominating speech. Shabu El Jefe Chris Christie. Never once mentioned Mitt Romney, the candidate. Never did? Never. And Frank Morano, what'd he do? He steals your spotlight. He just kept talking on and on and on. People were like, boo. Yeah, get this guy off the stage. We boo, want Chris. Boo. boo. So John and Margo are getting upset. Yeah, they're like, yeah, get this guy off the stage. He's like, security. So get they him. say to Chad Lopez, el presidente, the capo di tutti of WABC, go up on that stage and get Frank Morano off. Yeah, we want Curtis. And he still wouldn't leave the stage. Yeah, he's like, yeah, I'm not going anywhere. Sorry, guys. It's my time, not his. Unbelievable. You see, you have to understand, Anthony. Frank Morano has never spoke to an audience, maybe 10 people in Staten Island. Well, yes. Now he had 600 people to talk to. Uh, I guess that's the frightening stage. I guess he never seen 600 people. He wouldn't give up the microphone. Yeah, he's like, yeah, this is my microphone, not yours. The engineer, Dan, our crack engineer, was being told by our owners and operators, John and Marco Katsimatidis and El Capo de Tutti, our Presidente, Chad Lopez, cut the microphone. Yeah, he's like, yeah, can we cut that? Can we cut the mic? Cut the microphone! Yeah, he's like, yeah, I'm just going to turn And everybody was... Yeah, everybody. Boring. Yeah, it's like... Boring. Yeah, other side of midnight. Boring. Then, after that, 
You came on the stage and everybody was shooketh. That's because Frank Morano is not ready for prime time. No prime time indeed. He's the real prime time. Ah, you know what today is? It's National Star Trek Day. So we got two things to talk about. Right. Star Trek, the many movies. Mm-hmm. And Star Trek, the TV series. Oh, yeah, that's been advertising since 2020. I'm like, never once I've seen Star Trek. So you've never seen Star Trek? Yeah, but guess what? A lot of the animations use the Star Trek, which is the swak hand. Oh, show me that. Oh, and who does that? Is that... No, wait a second. That's... Hold on a second. There it is. That's who does that, right? Yes, that's the guy right there. That's right. Spock. The Spock. Dr. Spock. But now, wait a second. Hold on a second. I'm looking at all these characters, mm -hmm. and you know who's missing? It's you. No. <laughs> Captain Kirk. Yeah, the original Captain Kirk from the movie. Yeah, where is he? The Canadian. Yeah. By the way, I hate him, I loathe him, I despise him. Yes. Because he does all those commercials. Mm-hmm. He sings songs and then he expects us to like it. Yeah, which is not that great. He's from Canada, like Justin Bieber, Bieber, whatever. I want to deport him. Okay, yeah, Justin Bieber, no. And Frank Morano adores him. Adores him. The original oh, yes. Captain Kirk from the movies. Yeah. At least the, the new one is better. So, I mean, think of it. Today is Star Trek Day. So what do all the Trekkies do? Do they go to work? No, they they cosplay it. They all watch, rewatch movies and TV series. It's kind of like the same thing as the new Lois and Superman series. But they also argue that Star Trek, as Trekkies, is better than Star Wars, right? Oh, they think it's better because now it's a real war right? Star Wars. So you got all the Trekkies who watch the movies. Yeah. And then you got all the Trekkies who watch the TV series. And then you got everybody who is like, oh, Star Wars. Yeah, it's like, Star Wars? Never heard of that. And it's sort of the mixing of ammonia and bleach. Because oh, yeah. Trekkies don't like people who like Star Wars and vice versa. Exactly. Now, here's my question. Now, imagine this. If Star Wars came to Star Trek's universe, that would be an epic battle. Ah, sort of like the Red, excuse me, the Red Coats versus the American colonialists in our Revolutionary War. Yes. Sort of like the gray coats versus the blue coats in our Civil War. Exactly. That could be a meme about that. The question is, whose side would you be on? Would it be Star Wars or Star Trek? Mm. I gotta go with Star Wars. And, by the way, how could you have done Star Trek Day without the original Captain Kirk? Exactly. How could he? You know, Frank Morano and some others are going to cry for Captain Kirk. Oh, Captain Kirk. But you know who's missing also? His nemesis. In fact, for all of you Trekkies out there, who's missing up there? Look, we got Spock. I see Spock. I got Uru. What is that? What happened to the Japanese guy that hates Kirk? Yeah, don't. And Kirk hates the Japanese guy. 
He's not even in. They eliminated him. Yeah. The hell is going on? They got people up there I don't even know. Exactly. Now I realize that I see someone right there. Looks familiar hmm. from the Star Trek and into another multiverse uh. of Doctor Strange. Well, you know something? I don't like Star Trek and I don't like Star Wars. So a double O Fadi, all you Trekkies and yeah. those of you who love Star Wars. I love Doctor Strange. It's better because he goes through portals and better other universes. Star Wars, on the other hand, sure, maybe it's spacey enough, but not as spacey as Doctor Strange. Ah, uh, Columbia University, an Ivy League school in New York City, Baker Field, a football team that never wins. That's Un enough. Unlike Cornell University upstate near Ithaca. Mm -hmm. But let me ask you a question, Anthony. Sure. Who... Do you know and I know that went to Columbia University? Well, it's obvious to know it's the former governor, David A. Patterson, went there for many years. He studied law school right there, and that's how he became governor. Wait a second. That's your stepfather, right? Ah, uh, yes. That is my stepfather. That is my husband-in-law. Yeah. David Patterson, what happened with Columbia University? What happened to free speech? Yeah, we want the free speech there. You know who else went to Columbia University? Who? Former President Barack Obama. Oh, that's right. And that's how they met. Hold on a second. What the hell happened to free speech? We need the free speech. And then there was Attorney General Elder. He went to Columbia University. Exactly. He never said... He never said anything about free speech. He just let the free speech stay. And after World War II, before he ran for the presidency from Kansas, General Eisenhower became chancellor of Columbia University. Exactly. And he let all of those have the free speech there. Now, with this going on with the free speech, it's taken away? Yeah. Ooh. That's like, that's something like a no-no. Now think of it. With all the universities out there that have become prohibitive of free speech, UC Berkeley Cal, University of Wisconsin, the Badgers in Madison. The worst one is Columbia University. Come on, we need, we need another revolution to have free speech back to every school. Oh, I remember before you were born. It was Mark Rudd, Students for a Democratic Society. They took over Columbia University. The students took it over. Hey, that's what we need now. Must be, because right now, you're not entitled to have free speech. Yeah. So I would suggest this. The Ivy League should eliminate Columbia University, say they're not a part of us because they don't allow any form of free speech. The worst in the nation when it comes to free speech. Yeah, the First Amendment can have a free speech. Now, if you take away from that, oof, you're going to have another angry mob there that's going to raid it out. Uh, I got to tell you, Anthony, I think back over time, all the invited speakers to Columbia University, including the former president of Iran who believed always in jihad mm -hmm. against Jews, and he was permitted 
to come and speak at Columbia University before going to a United Nations General Assembly meeting, which is happening in just a few days? I don't understand. Yeah, I don't understand that either. Free speech is dead at Columbia University. Rest in peace, free speech. This is a disgraciada. It's a disgrace. This is a shanda. No amount of anything should take away that free speech. What are you going to do about this, Governor David Patterson? You're an alumni there. Yeah, bring them back. That's right. We're in solidarity, Anthony. That's the solidarity of the free speakers. Ah, the queen is dead. And there are two schools of thought. You have a professor from Carnegie Mellon in Pittsburgh who's saying, good, long live the wicked witch is dead. And she has said, I hope the queen was tortured in her death. That's an extreme. Then you have Jeff Bezos who thinks he's the next coming of the king, not her son, King Charles, but Jeff Bezos who recently visited some of the Queen's castles and was sizing it up in terms of where he'd like to be able to live. That's a double oofa, Bezos. But anyway, he was into idolatry. Oh, the royal family, they're the best, not like the rest. So you have Jeff Bezos on one time, on one side, who fancies himself as a king. And then you have this professor at Carnegie Mellon who wanted this queen to have a torturous death. I'm sort of like in the middle, but more towards the professor at Carnegie Mellon. A number one, the queen. Why all this idolatry? Biggest welfare cheat in the world. Biggest in the world. Along with her deadbeat family. What do they do? And then King Andrew. Excuse me. God forbid he was king. Prince Andrew, the pedophile on a pedestal. She was protecting him. When she was growing up, right before World War II, the royal family were Nazi sympathizers. Yeah. They sympathized with the Nazis, mostly the black shirts, which were the Nazis in England. They did not sympathize with Churchill at that point. Think about that. Number two, how similar to the propaganda we were fed about the Kennedys. The patriarch, Joe Kennedy, was U.S. ambassador to the U.K., appointed by FDR. Before World War II, he had to be brought back to America because he was a Nazi sympathizer, a supporter of Adolf Hitler. So I love the way we do all this revisionism. We were lied to about the age of Camelot with the Kennedys. We've been lied to about, oh, this idea of the king and queen and all these princes and deadbeats. And now we have to deal with the fact that, oh, Harry, you know, her grandchild is coming to the funeral in the wake. Well, Meghan Markle is, and who cares? They're deadbeats. And then all of a sudden, Prince Charles becomes the king. Are you kidding that guy, <laughs> with his gumata on the side, Camilla. I mean, really, do we have to go around and we're going to be living with this for days and days and days. You know, we had a revolution against the king in England in order to extract our freedoms. And a lot of people died in order to do that. Why the hell are we still involved in this worship of royalty? Who the hell are these people? They're royal by birth. And yet, within breeding, they have created some of the worst imaginable people that have ever walked the face of the earth. And when you think of all the third world countries that England colonized, when one time, wherever you looked across the world, England ruled, 
from sea to shining sea, from sunset to sundown. Third world countries that they purged, that they basically raped, they took all their natural resources. So we're supposed to be sitting shiver for the queen? No, no way. Not for the welfare queen. Not for the royal family. Not for Harry, who's run to the bedside of his grandmother, and Megan, the American side of the princess parameter, who's back in Los Angeles. It is all worthless. But then again, this is what tantalizes the media. Unfortunately, too many of you are like, eh, 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 sheep, eh, 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 maybe we should have a king and a queen. Not, not, not. Not. <laughs> 